This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to Blurring the Lines podcast, episode number 64. I am your host, Adam Bell, and joining me as always is my co-host, Peter Nicolaitis. Welcome, Peter. Happy Friday! Indeed. It's not Friday the 13th, it's a good Friday. No, we had a Monday the 13th, though. Yeah, that was... Some people say it's even worse. Yeah, I we had a busy Monday at work, that's for sure. <laughs> huh. All right. Well, how you feeling? You sound like you got a little little cold maybe. I don't know. Uh I just came in from the outside and uh we skipped fall, my favorite season this mm-hmm. year here in uh, Boston. We went straight from summer to winter, so uh just a little bit sniffly. Yeah, okay. Well, mine but feeling pretty good. I've got a little kind of thing in my throat, but mine's mechanical because uh, I just finished drywall down here and had a couple, 48 hours of intense drywall inhal- dust insula- inhalation. That always does a number on your throat, at least mine. <laughs> you know they make masks for that, right? Oh, I, I had a mask on, you know, but that thing can't keep out everything, but yeah. So unlike the uh, biohazard defense mode of the new uh, the the Teslas, you you don't have that that level of uh, filtration on your masks. No, no, it uh, it was you know a little bit of cloth and a little uh, rubber bivalve in there that would allow me to breathe out and then suck back in, and I, I'm sure that it it left very little particulate matter out. Mm. <laughs> what do they call that they call it lung filtering you you know lung filtering your lung is doing a great (laughs) job of filtering no well that's awesome that particular mask did a lot better than um previous versions uh because normally i'd have like white dust in my nose you know and blowing that stuff out but it wasn't that bad i mean it wasn't so bad that i had white boogers so <laughs> that's good that's good yeah cool. boogers are supposed to be green never white <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's like podcasting with kevin again yeah yeah <laughs> well so this week i am uh, i am recording with my snowball because i'd like to apologize to our uh, listeners last week if they tolerated the whole podcast because (laughs) (laughs) it it wasn't darth vader or scuba diving but it was it was way more annoying (laughs) yeah it was like somebody's breathing right next to your ear i'm like and it was even when i wasn't talking i was just breathing during your talking like oh i am sorry (laughs) i can't stand listening to it i know you can't stand listening to it So not to listen. Mm-hmm. So I've got my full big rig set up behind me, and I'm going to get that going. Uh, but I've got to get it all cleaned up and put in place, and it'll be it'll be fantastic. Our quality will go up. 
And as we discussed per- before we started recording, I have my fancy big rig sitting in a box. Mm-hmm. So, weird. so uh, uh, we should clarify, though, you're talking about fancy big rigs like uh, audio recording setups, not uh, like the new Tesla Semi that was unveiled last night. What? A Tesla Semi. Oh, you haven't been following, huh? <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> so Tesla, they they dropped the bomb yesterday. Um, they they were supposed to announce it last week or last month, but due to the uh, Puerto Rico relief efforts that got pushed back a little bit, mm-hmm. Tesla unveiled a semi last night. And if you're to believe everything you know that Elon Musk says, it is pretty freaking amazing. <laughs> this thing does uh, zero to sixty in five seconds, uh, zero to sixty in twenty seconds if it's fully loaded. So oh, wow. carrying its maximum gross rate, uh, it can do sixty-five miles an hour up a five percent grade hill. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was running the numbers and the really cool thing is that uh, they all have autopilot capabilities and if you convoy them they are not only more efficient than a regular diesel powered semi they actually become more cost effective than trains at oh, that wow. point. so there were some really cool you know announcements in this thing it looks the interior looks like a spaceship um they can charge while you're you know making your delivery so it becomes more efficient you don't have to like sit there and wait for the you know make a separate delivery stop and a uh fueling stop mm-hmm. and uh, just a lot of really cool stuff they're good they're uh, i don't know if they said it was warranting it but they're basically saying that they're going to be good for a million miles oh wow um you never have to change the brakes and the brake pads on these things it's pretty darn impressive so um my love for uh tesla is uh, definitely rekindled <laughs> i was starting to have a little bit of you know so there, there i was getting some concerns due to some of the uh the recent press but you know when you see an announcement like that i'm just like dude this is so cool you know i, I want to be back on this bandwagon <laughs> and uh Knock on wood, it looks like I might be in the market for a new car in a couple of weeks because (laughs) just before we started recording, I got a notice uh, from the buyer of my building saying that they have secured financing for uh, for purchasing my building. Nice. So, yeah, so I am psyched about that. And uh, I have started looking now to try to... uh, try to figure out um you know what uh, tesla i can afford and uh yeah so anyway so i'll be in the market soon and it's a good thing because my 12 and a half year old subaru outback died last week i thought that you drove a minivan i am driving my father's <laughs> minivan <laughs> Yep. This is your father's Chevy Astro. (laughs) Yes, it is. It's really a Chevy Astro because that's awesome. 1998 Chevy Astro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Styling. (laughs) Well, I I didn't realize you were married with three three and a half kids. (laughs) Yeah. Somehow I blinked and something happened. (laughs) Oh, wow. So. So what happened to the car? You just told me it so, died. I didn't. We didn't get to record because the car died. Yeah, that kind of threw a wrench into my uh, plans last week. So my check engine light had been coming on, and you're looking at me funny. Did the audio just go wonky? 
no or, I, no you're just you're just coughing <laughs> you just got really quiet but maybe that was me i don't know but anyway um so my check engine light had been on for a little bit and for years now i have known that the head gaskets were leaking so this was not a new development but um a couple of months ago for the first time uh as i was coming like to a stop at a red light uh my car uh the oil light came on briefly oh. not the check engine light but like the you know something to do with your oil light came on mm-hmm. and i was like okay um yeah well you know doesn't look that serious uh so i went and i checked the oil it looked a little low and i added some mm-hmm. okay great so a few weeks ago that happened again and i was like okay this is the second time that this has happened i uh, went to the uh auto zone auto parts shop bought some uh oil and put a cord in it okay fine and mm-hmm. you know, immediately it was it was feeling better and stuff so i was like all right this is great but then the check engine light came on a couple days later and I was like, all right, well, I'm heading up to Vermont anyway. I'll have my, my favorite shade tree mechanic up there to take a look at it. And I uh, drove over, brought the car in. And, uh, you know, I'd also been smelling some exhaust, like, in the cabin. And some people were speculating that that meant um, that, that the um, uh, catalytic converter might be going. And I said, okay, well, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. It's, you know, it's getting to be that age, so I should probably do something about this okay fine so um he looked around drew drove it downtown brought it back and then uh, his wife who you know runs the 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 book side of things says uh that's not your car making that noise is it and apparently I, i didn't even hear what she was talking about but apparently there was a loud rattling and rattling and stuff going on so he comes out and he's got that look on his face, you know, sort of like the look that the doctor in the ER gives the family member who's waiting. And, you know, when we tried everything we could. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're so sorry, ma'am, sir. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so uh, he, uh, he comes in and says, uh, well, I don't have good news. <laughs> Apparently he had taken it downtown and just as he was coming back up, and he, you know, like a six mile round trip, uh, it started making a really super loud knocking sound. And they took a look at it and figured out that um, two of the uh, two of the cylinders had uh, were seized up, and it was basically it was driving a two cylinder vehicle. And he had asked, I was like, has it been running low on power? Has it been shaking and rattling? And I was like, no, it really hasn't. It's It's been just fine. Uh, but apparently, uh, oh, and he asked me, when was the last time you checked the oil? I said, well, I put a cord in it last Saturday. So this is like less than a week. Yeah. And he says, because we pulled the stick out and it was dry. Oh, man. So it finally gave up the ghost. And, and uh, yeah, that was it. So uh, I called my father and I said, hey, can I borrow the van? And he told me, hold on, I got to call the, the newspaper because I was just about to run an ad to sell the van. <laughs> Perfect timing. Well, no, he said, I'll make you a deal. You can't refuse. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so wonderful. So he told me... Um, so he uh, told me I could borrow it. So, uh, yeah, for the last week now, I've been rocking a uh, styling 1998 Chevy Astro van. Oh, nice. Yeah, you sound a little bit far away. 
how about now still good still sounds pretty much the same i wonder if it switched to your headset microphone well that's lame it didn't <laughs> but i'll i'll put it just in case how do i sound now sounds a little different all right well I'll try not to breathe yeah don't breathe <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that uh that has accelerated my uh renewed uh in rekindled interest in the teslas again for obvious reasons so uh but i did notice now that they don't offer the free supercharging anymore necessarily with new models they've gotten rid of that okay so how do, how do you uh, supercharge um, an electric car you go to a uh, tesla supercharging station Oh, okay. Uh, well, I'm yeah, thinking yeah. No. supercharging in the traditional gas sense. We're not talking about the Dukes of Hazard here. <laughs> yeah. The General Lee was supercharged. So, uh, no, it's, it's when you when you go to one of the uh, Tesla charging stations, you get to um, you know have it all uh, uh, charged up there and stuff, and it takes like 20 minutes or something to you know go from zero to full. Wow. So uh, yeah. my hope was that I would be making liberal use of those free charging, but. Uh, not right now, but I'm actually in the market. I, I could see myself buying a used Tesla, you know, fairly low mo- low mileage Model S. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing is, I just want to make sure that it has the full autopilot capability for when when that feature is, you know, fully legal. And uh, so far, that means pretty new models. So I haven't been able to find any that fit that bill yet. Yeah, but, uh, I think that'll be yeah. a hard one to pass because I think there will be a lot of people afraid of that. I mean... I, I'm an IT guy. I'm a little bit afraid of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm I'm a human, and I'm a little more afraid of uh, people who are driving and shouldn't be allowed anywhere near the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there's that, too. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, well. Anyway. So... Uh, I see you. You brought up a topic of Stranger Things, so I'm I'm three episodes in. I'm not done with it yet. Okay. All right, that's all. I, I just wanted to see you know see on your update uh, on your end how how far you'd gotten. So no, I, we can move on. Table will, that for next week. Yeah, we'll table that for next week because we've got uh, we got the family scheduled to watch some more tonight. I'm also you know it's kind of like savoring a tasty dessert. You know, trying to you know. I don't want to eat it all at once and then be in the void of there's nothing cool to watch. <laughs> well, I'm at that point where I have to figure out if I um, if I'm going to keep my Netflix subscription because oh, you know yeah. I activated the trial just so we could watch Stranger Things. <laughs> and now I'm like, all right, do I want to keep that? I mean, now that House of Cards is gone, I'm like, why would I want Netflix? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I keep. Well, I keep those, and in May, I'll get rid of my Comcast uh, internet, and then I'll be, uh, I'll, I'll have, I've got Hulu, I've got Netflix, and I've got Amazon Video, and uh, I've got DirecTV, so there's nothing I cannot watch. If it's not on, I don't need it. <laughs> Yeah, sounds like you uh, pay a little more for uh, TV than I do. <laughs> yeah. Well, we would go completely without, uh, you know, like paid-for TV, like cable TV, if it weren't for football. My wife, uh, she watches everybody play football. 
I I watch the teams I like. She'll watch anybody. She's like, well, I watch the Patriots, especially when it gets time, you know, to the uh, postseason. But that's about it. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So the the end of the I thought I'd hit uh, some business tax. End of tax season is coming up, and companies need to buy stuff at the end of the year because they've got money. Uh, do you guys ever do that? Like, well, we still got budget left. Time to do some IT spending and get tax benefits for that. Not especially. Um, I mean, not it, like big big companies do that all kind of thing and little company you know myself i i definitely have uh looked at at the end of the year and said yeah you know i do need a new laptop now's a good time to you know we've got some money left over let's do it but for the last several years i've looked at it differently not like well we got to spend it now and save money it's like "Mm, it doesn't really work that way but yeah it's more like i have managed to limp along this far with a three-year-old laptop it's getting a little long in the tooth now it's time to refresh it uh, so you know generally i get towards the end of the year and i look at uh, you know make sure okay do i have the money to do this yes i do in that case i'll spend it um but uh, spending money from tax purposes isn't really <laughs> just a great yeah. uh plan it doesn't work that way because you're 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 saving money if you're buying something you already need to but if not you're just spending money mm-hmm. and you unless you're paying 100 percent in taxes you'll 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 keep more if you don't spend anything <laughs> yeah well i've got the same situation well especially with uh the type of business that we are most of the capital expenditures on computers and things like that uh, we just don't spend the money on computers like we have our clients do it because we are maintaining it. I would never recommend one of my cl- clients use a Toshiba satellite for business. Well, I'll buy a Toshiba satellite. I'll rip the guts out of it. I'll put the RAM in it I want. I'll put the hard drives I want it. I'll put the professional operating system on it I want in it. And it will cost me seven or eight hundred dollars but i wouldn't ask my clients to do that <laughs> you know because in a in a seven or eight hundred dollar expenditure for us it, you can completely wipe it off i mean as far as like write it off you know it's not a two thousand dollar laptop that you've got to take it out of the next three years which i think is lame I mean, (laughs) yeah, I, a couple of years ago, I bought a, um, I bought myself a Surface Pro 4 and I bought Sam, my right hand man, a uh, Surface Book. Mm -hmm. And I forget exactly why, but apparently if I had purchased the two of them separately, I would have been able to um, write them all off entirely. But Mm -hmm. since I purchased them together, it was like it became a capital expense or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I was just like, so you're saying if I had said just ring these two devices up separately, it would have been different for tax accounting purposes. My mind boggles at that. Yeah, well, and I think it's ridiculous that if if you spent a hundred thousand dollars this year, you had to to do business. Why can't you write that off this year? <laughs> I, that makes zero sense to me. 
I mean, I understand companies that want to do that because they want to write off next year. That gives them flexibility, but I still don't understand why you can't write it all off if you spent the money. Like mm-hmm. you, you, like you can't even do it. So yeah, uh, no idea. It's it's way too complex. I don't know. That's 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 the magic of bean counting, to which uh, I uh, I know none of the incantations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know they sound crazy and they cost me money <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> uh, so what about uh company gifts are you getting any company gifts have you received company gifts this year already and are you giving company gifts to your clients or anything like that i have not and i probably am not this year maybe a couple of small personal ones but um I'm not. Uh, I'm not going out of my way to uh, blitz all of my clients with gifts this year. Well, I am. <laughs> I, we're we're doing uh, we're doing Buckeyes. We did those last year, and they were uh, they were a big hit. I mean, they're they're homemade. My sister runs a catering business, and she makes the Buckeyes and packages them for me, and then. Uh, this year, Robin, uh, my mother, my mother, Robin, and my wife Elizabeth will be delivering, and yeah, so it's it's nice, I guess. <laughs> so uh, these are these handmade Buckeyes, or where are you yeah. getting them? Yeah, handmade. My sister is uh, she okay. makes them by hand. So okay, because so. I could do my peanut butter cups for a few select, um, you know, a select few clients, but. Mm-hmm. They have to be pretty special because I usually refer, you know, re- reserve those to close friends and yoga teachers. Mm-hmm. Well, I told- <laughs> People who have an influence in my life, you know. Yeah. Do you remember, I don't know, it wasn't last Christmas, but the Christmas before last, I made beer for my clients. Did I, do you remember that? I recall that. Oh, and I have a beer to talk about too. Okay. I'm making a note. Keep going. Okay, so I made uh, I made five different recipes of premium beers. So they were stouts, they were imperial porters, there were nut brown ales, there were Oktoberfest, and then there was one other one. I can't remember what it was. Um, and I put them in 750 milliliter bottles. Well, it cost me over a thousand dollars in materials. Uh, to to make it that was just materials to make it and then my time for brewing 25 gallons of beer and then delivering them with boxes and everything else and i was like this was the worst christmas present ever <laughs> at least for me <laughs> so i don't i don't do that again uh but but it was like everybody liked it they're like wow you should do beer again Mm-hmm. And you said no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I said, "Well, we'll think about that." <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, um, speaking of beer, mm-hmm. last week I had Alagash Saint Klippenstein, Saint which Klippenstein. is a okay. yes, it's a stout aged in oak whiskey barrels. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think I'd ever had that before, anything like that. It was absolutely delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, 11.5% alcohol. 
Wow. And uh, it was really good. Good stuff. Um, and then, just a few nights ago, I was out uh, shopping. We have a new uh, new Wegmans grocery uh, a supermarket just opened up about a mile and a quarter from my place. And um, I went there and saw an Apothic, who's the, the winery, and they had one that I had not seen before called Inferno, uh-huh. which is a red blend, which is aged in oak whiskey barrels. <laughs> And I said, I might give that a shot. And I did. And they were both really good. I'm starting to see the appeal of aging things in oak whiskey barrels. Mm-hmm. So that was so, my beer and uh, wine update. <laughs> so you you know you can simulate that with whiskey barrels uh, chips. You can do that in your own small micro or nano brewery as you, <laughs> you know. Uh, I Pico did. Brewery, Pico, I think. Pico, Pico de Gallo Nano Brewery. The uh, so I made I made some I made a whiskey barrel stout, and I I gave it to some friends. So I brought it to a party, and uh, I I said to both of the the guys there, I gave them both a glass. I said, "This is a whiskey barrel stout," and the one guy drank it, and the other guy drank it. And he, first guy said, "Yeah, that's really good." The second guy said, "That's really good. It it tastes like." I can taste uh, like like a burnt burnt wood flavor. I really like it. What is that? That would be the whiskey barrel. <laughs> He's like, oh, I see a whiskey barrel stout. I thought you were going to say that would be the burnt wood. <laughs> yeah, that would be. Well, yeah, it is burnt wood in the whiskey barrel. Because, <laughs> uh, well, because you know the whiskey is not brown it's because they burn the inside of the barrels that's what gives it the color whiskey is so it gives clear. it that burnt flavor gives it that burnt flavor <laughs> the burnt b-u-r-n-t <laughs> well yes but but if, if it's in uh, a country that has an e in the name then it's got to be burned with an e right <laughs> yeah. well yeah that's the correct way you know the south we burnt it <laughs> all right so what else we got <laughs> now that we've right. burnt through our burnt through our initial topics <laughs> through the, um i've got i finally received my credit card the uh uh <laughs> it was compromised i told you about that and so uh, just a a uh i don't know, a testimony to poor customer service whenever we receive it <laughs> so I, I went in october 20th well, actually, they reported to me that the uh, credit card was compromised and it was somewhere in Italy renting a hotel and they wanted to know if it was me. And I said, no, I wish it was me, but it is not. So let's stop that. And they stopped it promptly. So thank you. And then I said, well, we need to get a new card and then we'll get that right away to you, sir. And we we hung up as friends, took about 30 minutes to make that call and uh this week i still hadn't received my credit card so this week was the 13th as you mentioned almost a full 30 days later and i called and they're like oh we haven't sent that to you (laughs) no you haven't well we'll get that expedited right away so they got it expedited which i had i known they were going to expedite it i would have with fedex i would have told them don't do it because FedEx comes to my neighborhood in the middle of the day when nobody's home and knocks, you know, 
leaves a message on the door with a note and then they don't come back for two days. (laughs) But they come back at the exact same time that you weren't there previously during the week. Resi- yeah yes so i've noticed that yes <laughs> yeah we, we we noticed that you're not here at this time we will come back at the same exact time <laughs> yes because you're probably not working at one o'clock in the afternoon so anyway so i finally no, got it nobody works finally got it and then i had to call them because it was still in the fraud department and i do appreciate the uh fraud protection uh but you know it makes it the world is so impossible to run without a credit card right now so i had to have mm. another you know credit card with their competitor <laughs> you know <laughs> so <laughs> you guys ought to speed this up cuz right now i'm using your competitor because your card is stolen and it wasn't stolen by me and i did notice <laughs> you didn't steal your own card huh i didn't steal my own card no i did notice that the the new credit card uh, is not that different in number sequence. And if I were any good at algorithms and I could probably come up with this number all by myself without even having the credit card, which is probably what happened in the last time because they don't change the expiration date and it's only four digits different. Imagine how long it'd take to figure that out. <laughs> uh, what about the uh the cvv code did that change that actually did change they gave me a new code on the back but still that's only right. three more digits yeah. <laughs> yeah but at this point you're talking you know seven digits total so but they're all numbers there's no alphas there's <laughs> yeah so yeah but you're still talking a hundred thousand combinations yeah yeah that's true but so anyway, I don't know how it gets compromised. I mean, I stopped I stopped leaving it at restaurants a long time ago, so I don't know how it gets compromised. <laughs> Sorry, Peter. But the bad guys do. <laughs> the bad guys do. <laughs> oh, so next week is Thanksgiving. You got holiday plans? Yep, I'm going to be heading up to Vermont and uh, probably sounds like I'll just have a, a low-key uh, Thanksgiving dinner with my parents. Okay. Yep. Well, we'll be headed to East Tennessee. We'll go up to Sevierville and then we'll go to Dollywood while we're there and we'll probably go to UT game. So, you ever been to Dollywood? Dollywood. I've never been to Dollywood. It's actually uh, pretty fun. It's a, it's a nice place to go. It's a... It's clean. There's lots of shows. Uh, they've got. They've actually got pretty have, good like, rides. Do they? Do they do a lot of uh, breath augmentation uh, procedures there? Not as many as you'd think, but some. <laughs> <laughs> some. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's it is pretty cool. It's a. Uh, I mean, it's really kind of homey. It's got a real homey feel to it. So. Uh, you don't feel like you're going to an impersonal theme park. You know, it's really like you got everything dressed, you know, Christmas lights and the food and the people who work there or, you know, a lot of retirees work there. So a lot of retirees move up to East Tennessee and, you know, for their retirement gig, they'll come and work at Dollywood and, you know, just real kind of a friendly place, kind of fun to go. It's, it, I mean, it is expensive, but it's not as expensive as like, I don't know, like Six Flags. You'll spend a lot of money there. I mean, you can blow money. Gotcha. You can blow money. Yeah. 
if you have a tendency to blow money, you'll blow money at Dollywood like anywhere else. <laughs> well, aren't isn't that the case with all of these places though? I mean, any place is a tourist trap. So, you know, anything you want to do is going to be a hundred dollars minimum. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean. Just to get in the door with tickets with a family of four, you're going to spend more than a hundred bucks. Yeah. Well, I was going to say each person's taking a hundred (laughs) bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it goes way up. So, but it'd be fun. And then we were going to go to Aruba during the holidays for our 20th anniversary, but we decided to work on our basement instead. Yeah, I can see how you, uh, that'd be a tough call, you know, trying to decide which one you were going to do there. <laughs> yeah. How'd you, uh, how'd you settle on basement? Uh, we, we finally just had, you know, had to, had to flip a coin because it, they were both so appealing. <laughs> That's awesome. I, uh, I don't know if I would have come up with that same, uh, the same conclusion, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Now I really wanted to go to Aruba. Uh, I mean, we really did want to go, but we've been wanting to get this basement done, uh, we we started working on this basement in 2007 when we bought it, and you can see behind me there's still construction. <laughs> I can. We should really live stream this again sometime so our our, uh, our listeners can as well. Yeah, but it looks so much. I I put the last bit of drywall up, so I am done drywalling, other than little patchwork here and there. It's it's going to be ready. We're going to have it ready for my daughter her and her senior year at home. Wait, which which <laughs> which daughter is this? And wait, senior year of of high school. College, so, high school. High school. So it it'll be ready. We'll we'll get it done this year. That's the that's the plan and the push and we'll get it finished up this year and and she'll get to enjoy it for at least 9 10 months before she goes to college. <laughs> oh that's nice of her yeah yeah it'd be cool (laughs) all right what else you want to talk about um let me see let's compare uh yeah consult the show notes Mm -hmm. uh fishing testing yeah fishing testing so you're like you bought a new rod, new reel, what? Well, they spelled it wrong though. They they spelled it P H I S H I N G. So I guess it's for a different purpose. <laughs> oh, this is one of those security things. Got yeah, it? Yeah, security things. And and I thought as a security guy, you might you might know some things. So I um, I I use a company called um, HIPAA Secure Now. And they do some educational stuff. And one of the things that they do uh, that they, they have started selling is a phishing testing for your clients. So it's a, it's a safe phishing test. And there, when I looked into it, there are a number of vendors that do it. Uh, and I think it's a really good idea. So it actually sends an email, a suspicious-looking email to, well, it, it's, it would definitely be suspicious to you or me. But the user may not think so. You know, it'll be like a your Google account has been compromised. Click here to see if this was you. I mean, it's really they're really sneaky and they look really good. And it's to get it's to get users to click these fake emails. And when the user clicks the fake email, the administration staff knows about it. But then they also get sent to a training class as a result of the phishing. 
<laughs> expedition and it and it's not painful it's not like it's punishment uh you know it's not like you got stuck for training for a 12-hour class it you know it's probably 15 20 minutes of training on how to you know here's what you did wrong here here's how to recognize these other things that you might do wrong on clicking on websites clicking on phone you know having phone calls come in you know so it was really good. It's a, I think it's a really valuable service, and I'm going to start marketing it to my clients, saying, look, you need to be doing this with, with your team. And you need to run it, I don't know, every quarter. And what was cool, so, so I ran it against my team, and I didn't tell them that I was running it. <clears throat> I, wanted, I just wanted to see how, how, you know, how sneaky it could be. Well, of course I clicked it, but I clicked it on purpose because, I mean, it, the email came in. It was a uh, Google app saying, your password changed. Did you authorize this? I mean, it came into Google, and Google put it in spam. I had to pull it out of spam in order to click it. Uh, and I did just to see, and then it brought me to the page, and I went through the quiz and everything. I wanted to see how it go. But it got one of my guys, one of the uh, one of the guys that claims that he's really savvy to underground <laughs> stuff, and uh, he was the one who clicked the link. He said, "Well, I clicked it, but as soon as I saw that it was going to the wrong thing, I cl- I turned it off. I'm like, no, 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 HTML downloaded to your computer. You are infected." I got a notification that you clicked it. You're infected. <laughs> He's like, too late, yeah. sucker. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> so, uh, but I thought that would—I thought that was pretty cool, and I think it's uh, definitely, definitely good for companies to do uh, to training because I mean, you and I have talked about on security webinars and more than one case. There's lots of things we can do to protect our users. But the users are the the. If we can train the users how to how to see a fake and how to avoid a fake and how to avoid different sites, that that's the best defense is having educated yes. users. Yeah, absolutely, and the, and that's the thing is it it all comes down to the user. No matter how many uh, you know technical controls we put in place, uh, it's not going to matter if people have the ability to bypass them and. Frankly, people often have the ability to bypass them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And there's a lot of other people who are in this space now. Uh, Sophos has a phishing uh, service, you know, fish your own users. Uh, no Before is one of the, the bigger names in this space now. And mm-hmm. their, their claim to fame is they have Kevin Mitnick. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Kevin Mitnick will show up on some of the videos to uh, educate your users and, you know, tell them what they're doing wrong. Nice. So, yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of different things like that, and I think everybody should be doing it. There's a lot of uh, resistance at first, but it turns out most people, uh, you know, education, it's it's kind of our only hope. And even if you uh, take a cynical view and realize that people are, you know, dumb and disinterested and don't care, you still got to at least make an effort. (laughs) so so, uh but you know seriously though is uh you know a lot of people have resistance uh against phishing their own users because they it uh, they say things like it feels like a betrayal or um you know we're attacking our own users it's like no it it really it's it's just like an exercise and and i think most people can agree that exercise is a good thing and it should be done 
Yeah. Well, and you know, one thing that the uh, HIPAA Secure Now folks are doing, which I thought was interesting, is they're making it into a game. So they call it, you know, so you you are comparing, they're, they're anonymous, I guess, I don't know, uh, because it doesn't come out until January. Uh, but you compare to the phishing tests of other companies and the game it. So who's better at avoiding the phishing attacks or that kind of thing? And so or you're spotting them. And so I was like, that's really cool. And it gets users interested in making sure that they didn't fall for these attacks, you know, because I'd much rather somebody get click on a fake link and they get a pop up and they learn their mistake and it not cost the company money. <laughs> <laughs> or wipe and reload of the computer. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yeah. No, I mean, this is really, uh, yeah, this should not be a big uh, debate. I mean, you know, you're, you're, you're teaching your users. It's, it's an exercise. Um, it's a good thing. It has, you know, good intentions. I mean, if, if somebody, yeah, no, it's, it's something everybody should be doing. That's all there is to it. Yeah. It's cool. So I did, uh, it looks like uh, I did some yoga this week with uh, a different a different trainer. How about you? Um, I did a couple of yoga classes, uh, one with a new teacher yesterday, but more importantly, I have officially taken the plunge and I have s- signed up uh, in January. I will be doing my first 50-hour uh, course uh, to work towards my uh, 200 hour certified yoga instructor uh, nice. training. Nice. So, so we're gonna do a, a, a live yoga training on video. <laughs> we, you know, stranger things have happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'll move the webcam upstairs where I've got my mat and and yoga on, Wayne. <laughs> 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 yeah so um i don't remember if we touched on this or not but i uh i signed up for a um a yin yoga teacher instruction okay so uh, uh the first part was a five and a half hour online course and this was like a prerequisite for the um uh, for the uh, live stuff. So I'm burning through most of the online portion and I said, yep, I like this enough that I want to I want to do it for real. So uh, end of January, I signed up for a, a four day uh, weekend seminar. You know, I think it's like it's either Monday through Tuesday or Thursday through Sunday, I forget. And then um, depending on how that goes, I'll uh, probably sign up for uh, the next in the series and possibly sometime uh, this year or well, no, next year, not this year. uh, I might be a a certified uh, yoga trainer. Cool. So two things. What is uh, yen and uh, will you be growing a ponytail? (laughs) (laughs) 
well, <laughs> yin yoga, uh, really quickly, and uh, you know, I'm I'm not a uh, I'm not a yoga instructor, and I uh, don't play one on the internet yet. Um, yin yoga is different from other more active styles of yoga in that it focuses on uh, the uh, connective tissues. So as opposed to like stressing stretching or strengthening the muscles, the focus is uh, putting tension on the connective tissues and different from most styles of yoga or other styles of yoga that most people might be more familiar with you uh, generally come into a posture and uh, you settle in and you hold it for a few minutes at a time as opposed to you know like a few seconds uh, moving between so it's very uh, static mm-hmm. um, um, for me it's a form of or a preparation for meditation mm-hmm. and um, you know because you you know generally you're for five to ten minutes holding you know a posture on uh, one or both sides and uh, there's not a lot of stuff going on so mm-hmm. you're pretty much just sitting there breathing uh, trying to keep the mind quiet and um, you know see what happens yeah. so given that all of my other uh, activities are very young, very dynamic, very hot and fiery. Um, I settled on yin just because uh, it seems to be the perfect comf- uh, complement to all the other stuff that I am constantly doing. Cool. Well, yep. I did. I don't know if, well, I, I actually was not going to try to talk about Amazon today, but I did <laughs> on Amazon video. Uh, I did a search for yoga because I wanted to do some different videos than what I'd been doing. <clears throat> and Amazon has a ton of them. And mm. they've got different ones for different lengths. So I was aiming for something around 20 to 30 minutes uh, mm-hmm. and and along the lines of stretching. You know, so I needed... Mm-hmm. I've, I've got to work on my flexibility because uh, I've got plenty of strength, and but I'm very tight. So I was uh, I was working on a flexibility, and I I worked out with this twenty year old instructor, and she was like ultra rubber band Gumby girl, and but <laughs> she there was like there was like one final stretch at the end, like so get on the you know you're on the floor, you spread your legs out as far as you can go, then reach down for bend down forward and reach out as far as you can, uh, place your face on the ground and your chest if you can. You know how far down I got? Uh, can you touch your knees? I, my my hands were touching the ground. <laughs> you know, I was like, that's as far as I can get. <laughs> touching the ground. I was okay. touching the ground. So yeah. like, but, uh, yeah. but it was pretty good. It, it, even because I've been doing it now, uh, I guess going on two years. I mean, not, not disciplined every day, you know, but two, three times a week. Mm-hmm. It helps a ton, and oh yeah, and I actually do a, a modified stretching every every day. Uh, like yeah. after CrossFit, I do pigeon pose. I do um, kneeling toes tucked, kneeling toes untucked. You know, I do a number of things like that because if I don't, I just can't walk. Hips, ankles, yeah. <laughs> everything—they get tight. Hips, ankles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everything between the hips and the ankles, those get tight. 
<laughs> well, that, that's that's good. You're ahead of me because usually for me, it's everything between the shoulders and the ankles that I feel. <laughs> Sometimes everything between the shoulders and the toes. Sometimes everything between the crown of my head and my toes. <laughs> yeah, from the very tippy top hair all the way to the toenail. That's that's usually. For, I'm I'm fine other than that. <laughs> and everything in between. Everything in between. <laughs> So, hey, I was just thinking, I thought we had, yeah, we did have it. Um, I gave a nifty for this week, but it didn't make it into the show notes. But I will find that because um, I did have a very funny nifty to share. Yes, you did. Do you remember what it was? I do. I do not. It's called the Docs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did. Hit, yes, we did hit Amazon. It, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to Amazon. <laughs> this is really funny. <laughs> Amazon really is taking over like our entire lives. <laughs> yeah, Docs is uh, essentially it. Uh, what it transforms? Would you say it transforms your Amazon Echo into an Amazon Tap? Uh, essentially, an Amazon Tap that you don't have to tap. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what it is, is it's a little uh, on-the-go Alexa stand and, uh, battery. And it's pretty cool looking. And I just thought it was kind of funny when I saw it, you know, that it was named Docs, uh, D-O-X. That's yeah. the... Uh, the you know the 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 slang that's given to when you leak somebody's documents out on the internet, mm-hmm. and I said like yeah, what better way to dox somebody than have a microphone that's listening to their every word in, in, in <laughs> yeah. <your> format? <laughs> but yeah, forty bucks. So basically the same in price as an Echo, slightly less than the uh, the price of an Echo, mm-hmm. and um, you know carries it around. It's um, you know it's got a, a charging station, and um, it says it's not a speaker it is a rechargeable battery solution uh for those who are looking for the cordless freedom of alexa everywhere so um i was like okay that's that's kind of cool and apparently this company makes another one there's another one called a vox v a u x mm-hmm. which is a speaker okay so it's another way like if you had invested in these little guys but you wish that you had the bigger speaker or the um uh, you know the 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 portability aspect then that's another option but the the, the vox is a 50 dollar or 49 dollar option and it looks pretty much i don't know just eyeballing it looks about the same size as an amazon tap or a full full-sized echo cool so it's interesting way to you know convert it so like if you bought a bunch of echoes or maybe even if you didn't buy a bunch of echoes because it looks like it's cheaper to buy these but i guess no i don't remember how much the tap is going for these days but um yeah it looks pretty cool so if you want to carry your uh your little echo dot with you move it from room to room or whatnot then there you go yeah well it it just happened that i went to a uh a training session this week for for a vendor here in Goodlettsville and they were they do storage devices for media companies so big you know Nashville's a big media companies music and video and everything else and uh, they were talking about using Amazon's AI and the different pieces of it and they did a thing on the Amazon recognition have you are you familiar with that Amazon recognition. Yeah, it's not spelled right. It's spelled with a K. Uh, it, but it's in the AWS suite 
Um, okay, I have not used that now. Well, what it's what it's doing is it's recognizing, uh, you know, like faces and things like that. Doing the, uh, it, well, it doesn't just recognize faces. It'll recognize shapes. It'll recognize, you know. So in a picture, like if you just took a screenshot of me here on the webcam, you know, it would point out all the things that it knows and recognizes, like bookshelf, microphone, picture, you know table hmm. that kind of thing but it'll also do that with with faces and so what the what this guy did is and what the media application is is so you can feed facebook into recognition and say i want to see everything that includes peter nicolaitis and it knows who peter nicolaitis is and then it goes through and then you set it for the um percentage of correctness that you want it to be so let's say you want the between 90 and above that this looks like peter nicolaitis and it'll show every post that you're involved in which is really yeah. slick and so they're doing things like that uh and then they're also doing things like uh, for security and police and you know so what the guy who was talking, he said what he personally does is he uses it. So he sets up recognition and builds the definitions for a webcam he's got at his camera door. And it only records people that it doesn't know. So he said, I don't want to know when my own kid comes to the door. I, you know, I don't want to record when, <laughs> you know, my, my dog or my, you know, whatever. It's just whenever something else knew that it's unrecognized. So it only records mm -hmm. the unrecognized stuff, which I thought yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, there's, mm -hmm. there's flaws in that logic, but it's, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, that you could do that. No, that is pretty slick. Yeah. I mean, AI is like the, that's, that's where everything is going these days. So, you know, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting. We, we, we do live in interesting times. That we do. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it's unregulated right now. So it's the wild, wild west. <laughs> may you live in unregulated interesting times yeah. <laughs> oh boy yeah so cool very good i don't know i think that's about all i've got to uh, to cover for this week yeah yeah i uh we covered a lot of things and um next week i'm taking i'm thinking that we will we will take the uh holiday off and we'll be back probably because uh as it looks like the uh closing is probably going to be going through i expect i will be spending most of next weekend loading up and uh ever everything uh, moving everything out of my old place in vermont so uh i might uh, i'll probably need that time to clear a clean house <laughs> very good that'd be cool cool all right. Well, have yourself a great weekend. Um, before we go, I'll tell everybody if they want to contact us, they can find us at the, the uh, at Blurring the Lines podcast com and uh, you can subscribe there you can like us you can follow us on facebook and twitter and all the other contact media of your choice even though i'm still on a facebook fast uh, a month <laughs> and a half later and mm -hmm. not re not writing it one bit and uh with that uh adam i guess i will let you do the honors i'm gonna hit the big red button to contact either us or our guests, visit BlurringTheLinesPodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast. And leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.